Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach, Care It Out, and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training, or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show and thank you for picking up this podcast. You're listening to your host, Kerry Sacker, and big welcome. It has been a long time. Well, it feels like a long time since I recorded a podcast episode for you and this is because it has been a long time. I've been pregnant, sick, tiredness and I've just had to focus on other areas of my business but I have really missed the podcast and my maternity leave is now fast approaching. I can't believe that. I thought it would be really useful to get out some episodes of the podcast for you to keep you going whilst I'm on maternity leave and I'm hoping to get an episode out every two to three weeks now before I go on maternity leave and you've got to pick that I did a poll and you get to pick which episodes that I am going to record for you and I'm kicking starting off again by um, talking about co-sleeping so today this episode is for you if you are currently co-sleeping with your small and you would like to very slowly support them to sleep in a more independent sleep space before I go through um, all my tips and thoughts to help you with this. I just want to talk about a little bit about co-sleeping before we start. There's often a lot of shame and stigma around co-sleeping, isn't there? It's lazy, it's undoing everything, they're gonna be in your bed forever. Um, I, on my approach, I don't believe in any of these things. And co-sleeping only ever needs to stop when you are ready. And you being your family's expert and you know what's going to work for your small, only you know when this will be. And what I would say with this, if co-sleeping is working for you now, um, all is well, you don't need to make any changes. And again, I think there's a lot of pressure to transition away from co-sleeping in order to night wean or get to a set of night's sleep. And I would never ever, well, I'd actually never suggest a family move away from co-sleeping unless it wasn't working for them. But I would never suggest... Um, getting your small to sleep in an independent sleep space to help with getting them more settled at night time or help with night weaning. I've helped lots of families to continue to co-sleep because they're happy to do that and put boundaries in at night time, settle the nights and night wean. And the other thing is if it isn't working for you um, and you being your family's expert, only you know when that time is, it is possible to make changes with care. However, if you've listened to my podcast before, you know that I'm a big fan of being honest and upfront and moving away from co-sleeping when you're ready. It is a big transition for both of you. Um, I think parenting is so personal and it can often be a constant conflict of emotions where you may want your bed space back um, or know that then being in an independent sleep space is going to work for you. But at the same time, I know that that is the best thing for you to do and happy to do it. But at the same time, you miss them. That is all completely normal. And it's also um, a massive change for for them as well, because if they, especially if you've been um, co-sleeping for quite some time, 
I don't believe in bad habits or rods for your own bad, but that's what they've come, that's their familiar, that's what they've come to expect. So whilst it is possible, 100% possible to make these changes with care, it does take time. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that it's a big transition for everybody. For some, as I mentioned before, moving away from co-sleeping is unlikely to improve their sleep. Um, or help with night weaning um, and I wouldn't do it solely for these reasons I'd only move away from co-sleeping if you wanted to um, but for some smalls when you make this transition your small is completely unique and how they respond to that to respond to this transition will depend on them their unique personality and temperament and for some smalls you'll make this transition from co-sleeping and it won't change their sleep at all you'll just simply move for some smalls, it's where this happens, but sometimes it does. Um, and for some, it can improve sleep. But again, I would never, I don't believe that an unsettled night's sleep is caused by you co-sleeping. And I wouldn't recommend or suggest moving away from co-sleeping co to improve their night or work on night weaning. And for some smalls, I'd probably say the, major the vast majority of smalls, it does get bumpier before it gets better, or their sleep will get bumpier before it gets better. And this is to be expected because we're making a huge change. Changing where they sleep or changing beds is a huge boundary. Big change and change is strange. So it's normal that um, it's going to feel unfamiliar for you both, a bit strange at first. They've got to used to not, for not sleeping um, right next to you and in a different place. So it's totally understandable that their sleep might get a bit bumpier before it gets better. It's normal, so many parents when I'm working in practice will be like, it's not working, Kerry, it's never going to work. Um, I feel like I'm getting less sleep. Um, and again, I'm always honest, when we're transitioning away from making any change, any change whatsoever, but especially a transition like this, in the short term, you are likely to be getting less sleep actively doing something more to get them back to because we're making a change at bedtime and at night time but if it does get bumpier um it is usually temporary and it usually settles with time and uh, and patience it's just that new boundary has got to become their familiar or their norm so i just wanted to go through that because i think that's really important to, to know um sometimes we will make a change and the first couple of nights <coughs> it isn't working or it gets bumpier it's so easy to assume or think oh it's not working it's never going to work but i'm i'm very honest up front about what my approach is this is carry it out not control crying leaving them to cry etc etc but whenever we make changes any changes there is going to be a period of adjustment less sleep it's going to feel a bit different it can get bumpier we can get a little bit more tired your smalls might get overtired but it is all part of the transition and it is usually temporary so hopefully that was helpful and reassuring if you do decide um, to move away from co-sleeping because you're the smalls expert and you know whether it's not working for you or not, what I'm going to do now is go through some tips and things to think about to help transition your small into their own sleep space. So number one, the first thing to when we are thinking about making this transition is to think about when to do it. As I've mentioned before, you are going, it is going to take time. Um, temporarily less sleep, more tired, we're making changes, all part of the process. So, and there is always something, life logistics at the moment, right? We're all super busy, there is always something. And I'm not saying you have to stay in for a week and, and not go out or do anything, but picking a time when you aren't 
you haven't got that much pressure on yourselves, you're not super stressed, um, you haven't got too much in the diary can really help. And also practical things like stocking up the freezer for a few meals, um, lining up some Netflix, having some down days the next day because chances are you are going to be tired and when we make a change at night time to your smalls, it can have a knock-on impact on the on the next day. So having some time the next day when you are emotionally physically present with them can help massively with this transition and also those small practical things they can sound so basic but again they can make a really big difference um so yeah thinking about the timing think about what's going on for you and your small also oh actually i forgot also think about moving away so that's thinking about when to move away from co-sleeping with you and your diary and life logistics but i'd also think about when you're going to do it for your small as well i forgot to mention this my brain at the moment is not what it was um but I would be looking at things like I wouldn't do it when they were ill or unwell. If they have just started nursery, a new childcare, you've just gone back to work. You can absolutely make changes um, alongside these changes. But what I would try to avoid doing is making too many big changes all at once because it just ends up a little bit change carnage um, and it can make it a little bit harder than it needs to be. And again, just like our life logistics, there is always something going on for most smalls. Um, but if you can find that window where they're well, they're not going through any major changes, they're not teasing, it can make uh, make this transition, this huge transition, much smoother for everybody. The next thing to think about is to think about where they're going to sleep. So like the actual location not the actual location but where they're going to sleep are they going to sleep in a toddler bed or a floor bed or are they going to go into a cot now a couple of things to think about here for older ones um so i'm probably thinking like 15 16 months ish it is definitely worth considering or thinking about transitioning them straight from the co-sleeping bed to a floor bed or toddler bed and the reasons for this are one is I am always trying to get you to where you want to be with the least amount of work. So if we're going to put work in and we're going to make big changes, I want it to be for the most gains. And if they are older, I'm not saying we can't get them into a cot, and I'm going to come on to this in a second. But if we try and, um, for older ones, like 14, 15 months plus, if we get them into the cot, it's going to take time to do that. And then what might happen is that any time onwards, they might then move out of space in the car or climb out. And you might actually naturally get to that point where you're thinking about a toddler bed. So before moving them, um, your toddlers might not be ready for a toddler bed, but it's definitely something to think about because A, they might be ready for a toddler or floor bed very, very soon after transition. And also it can often, again, I'm not touting this as a guarantee because nothing ever is, but quite often moving them um, to straight to the toddler or floor bed can often be a more smoother transition. It can make it not necessarily easy, but it can definitely make it easier because it's A, it's similar to the sleep setup um, that they're sleeping now in your bed. You can settle them to sleep in the same way. Um, there's no bars on the cot. I'm not saying that um, 
a cot is a prison. I'm um, no agenda or aims here. Um, I'm pro co-sleeping. I'm pro cot. But some smalls just find that separation from you going into a cot really difficult, especially if they've been co-sleeping for a long time or for older ones. Um, and then they fight getting into the cot, and then that becomes a massive fight, and it's just tricky to make the transition. But also at night time when they need you, it's easier because you can get right up close to them. Now. As I mentioned before, it's not for everybody. It might not be the time to transition them to a toddler floor bed. It might not be for you, but it's definitely something to think about and it can certainly make this transition smoother for all. If you do want to go to a cot um, for younger ones or from a safety perspective, you would feel, you're your source expert, if you feel more comfortable with them in a cot, you can absolutely go from um, co-sleeping to getting them into a cot. But two things to think about here, are one is that um, you might have to change the way they go to sleep um, because um, it's going to be a little bit more trickier for you to cuddle up on the bed or feed sleep in the cot and that can often take some time and only you know whether the trade-off of them getting them into their cot um, no only you know if the trade-off of that time and getting them in there to the cot that's going to work for you but the other thing to think about is that they might really find it difficult to get into the cot as well actually I've got three things that they might find it really difficult to get into the cot and it just becomes a massive again as I was saying before with the toddler bed it just becomes that getting them into their cot and then the other thing is that for some um, if they are going into their cot chances are they are going to need quite a lot of support to get there i.e to be fed to sleep on you first and then transferred or you might need to cuddle and rock them and then put them in their bed it's basically harder for them to fall asleep in their sleep space now again these are I cannot stress this enough feeding cuddling like supporting your small to, to sleep and then transitioning them to their cot is definitely not a bad habit or the wrong thing to do um and for some it, it that moving away from that transit moving away from co-sleeping transition is literally um giving them a little bit more time changing how they fall asleep going from falling asleep on you to them falling asleep in their cot and then that's it they're fine where for some um, how they go to sleep can impact the stitching of the sleep cycles at night time. It's bedtime boundary theory. I've talked a lot about bedtime boundary theory um, before, so I'm not going to go into it in too much detail in this podcast. But basically, for um, the for some smalls, how they go to sleep can really impact the stitching of their sleep cycles. For some, you can feed, rock, bounce, put them to sleep in another room, put them in their bed, and they'll fall asleep absolutely fine and they'll sleep through the night or they're, they're at their biological best at night time but for some how they go to sleep can really impact the stitching of the sleep cycles because they fall asleep on you on the breast cuddled rocked at bedtime and then when they wake up they wake up they realize there's a change to how they went to sleep and then they need the rocking or the feeding to get them back to sleep at night time it's not a one-size-fits-all and it really does depend on your small but it's definitely something to think about when you are making that transition from co-sleeping and it isn't the end of the, nothing is the end of the world on my approach and it isn't the end of the world if that happens um if you're thinking about the the if you think that the toddler bed or the floor bed is a goer for you definitely worth going gung-ho and giving it a go if you want to give the cot a go absolutely it's absolutely okay to that's the whole um beauty of my approach is give something a go and see and see how you get on give it a go but i would be thinking about how they're falling asleep um and i would also be thinking about um what would i be thinking about with the cot i would put a time limit on it as well like i wouldn't um 
like if they're going to get into their cot um from the co-sleep if they're going to go from co-sleeping to getting in their cot it would it's likely to happen quite quickly um and if they're not in that cot after say seven to ten days it might be then worth going from um go, thinking about toddler bed or floor bed i wouldn't push 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 um indefinitely especially if they're having a hard time so hopefully that's helpful and there's some things to think about. If you do decide to go for the cot and go gung-ho and they fall asleep in the cot at bedtime, um, that's fine. If you get to the point where they do need support and they need to fall asleep on you, my suggestion would be to um, the, the priority is changing the where they're sleeping first, their space where they're sleeping first. So actually get them in there. And then if you feel that their how they go to sleep is impacting the night, the next step might be to work on bedtime boundaries. And what I'll do is I'll put some resources in the show notes for you to work on bedtime boundaries. But things to think about where they're going to be sleeping. The next thing to think about is to pick a sleep space. So you've, all, you've had to think about logistically what they're going to be sleeping on. The next um, next thing to think about is where that space is going to be. And again, there is no right or wrong way to make this transition. Some of you might just go, right, they're going into their own bed. I know that I want to transition into their own bedroom, so I'm just going to go gung-ho and give that a go from the get-go. Where for some of you, you might think, oh, that's a, a big change, because it is. And you might want to step it down a little bit and go um instead of going straight into their, into their own bedroom, you could have their floor bed or their cot, their toddler or floor bed or cot in your bedroom first and then transfer, then transition them into their own room if you want to. Again, room sharing, when we're moving away from co-sleeping, I think there's a lot of approaches out there that are go hard, go home, you've got to do it all. If you're moving away from co-sleeping, you've got to move away from co-sleeping, get them in a cot, get them in their own room, get them sleeping 12 hours and that really is not the case on my approach at all not at all it's about really stepping down a really big change and picking bits that work for you so if you are wanting to go gung-ho and get them straight in their own bedroom my suggestion would be go gung-ho give it a go see how they get on give it time and then if you need to make any tweaks after that you can do that afterwards Things to think about if you are transitioning them into their own bedroom is it's likely to take a little bit more time. Things that can help are having, I'm a massive fan of that bedrooms and sleep spaces are for sleep, not playing during the day, but having some short low key time in their new bedroom during the day can help them feel familiar with this space. That can be really helpful. Maybe even having, you don't have to do this, but maybe even having some naps in there can be quite helpful. Um, and then the other thing to think about if they are going into their own room would be to whether you move in there with them or you put in that boundary from the get-go that you'll go to them if they need you, um, but you're going to try and get them a little bit more independent. So if you do decide to do this, if you decide to, let's step it down a bit, so if you decide to move in with them, that can feel like it's a real kind of um you're swapping one boundary for another like you're going from bed sharing in your room to bed sharing in somewhere else and in actually in all honesty that is what we're doing but if that is what makes it a smoother transition it's what gets your small into their new sleep space their new sleep place 
and it, it helps move you towards more independent sleep, then that to me is stepping stones to get there. Again, you don't have to go hard or go home. And from experience, I often found it much easier to gradually remove a parent afterwards um, than it is to remove children or, or little ones. Um, so if you're going to do that, that's absolutely fine to do that. And then what you can do is you could then um, spend part of the night, like the first part of the night, you could spend in, in your bed and then do the second night. And then once you've done that, then you can do the whole night. Like you can really build it up, step it down into more, into smaller, more comfortable steps that work for you. If you decide to do it in your bedroom, it would simply be a case of logistically setting up that sleep space for them, like their cot or their floor bed and then every time they um to, at bedtime you take the time to settle them in their um their bed or their cot in your bedroom and then at night time when they wake up you would take the time to resettle them back in there i guess one of the hot trickiest things that lots of parents feed back to me is if you do do it and they're in your in your bedroom one thing to think about is that it can then be easier for them to come back into your bed and again this is not comes back to there's no hard or fast rules if you're happy with them being a little bit more independent for the first couple of hours even the first hour or the first part of the night and then you're happy to co-sleep that's absolutely fine it's okay to pick a mix but if you know that you really would like to put that bed boundary in that your your bed is for you and their bed is for them um the key is to take the time when they wake up at night time to settle them back to sleep in their in their new place and in the beginning that is going to take time temporarily temporarily uh, temporary tiredness God, i've got temporary tiredness today temporary tiredness and temporary uh, temporarily it's going to feel harder but the trade-off of that is taking that time is that they gradually begin to accept that that's their new sleep space but when you are room sharing it is easier if they're not settling to say just come back into my bed and again it's not i'm doing anything it's not giving in it's not the wrong thing to do but and if that's working for you, that pick and mix is working for you, but if you know that you want them in their, their own bed, they don't understand that sometimes I come into my mummy or daddy's bed and sometimes I don't. And it's just something to think about. It just makes it a little bit harder. But there is no right or wrong. Um, you, it, whether you go from um, them straight into their own bedroom or you start off in your bedroom and then that's enough for you then it's working all as well and then if you do want to get them into their own room it would be the same thing you would take the time to move them there um it can it can definitely be done but it's important to have a think about that before you start anything um i love a plan most parents have a plan so write down what your plan is um and then it is about just giving it a go and seeing what happens there really is no set way to do that and then the next step is would be to think about would be to stick to their usual bedtime routine and way of settling to sleep. Um, again, a lot of approaches out there are, well, if they're going into their cot or bed, they need to fall asleep solo. I don't push falling asleep independently or solo on my approach at all. And this is especially when we're making a big change. Like we are making a massive transition from them for some of your smalls that this transition will be about moving from the shared bed space to that to a completely different room they're big changes um and 
what we don't want it comes back to what i was saying before we want to avoid making lots of changes all at once so at least in the beginning my suggestion would be to stick to their usual bedtime routine and their usual the usual way that you would settle them to sleep so for example if you are changing bedrooms i would do the bedtime routine in their new bedroom and if you're doing if you're in your bedroom we're saying in the bedroom you do the bedtime routine there and then if you get into bed and feed them to sleep that's what I would do in their new sleep space. If they are, if you're going into the cots, what you you'll very likely um, do is feed them to sleep and then transfer, then transfer them down um, into their sleep space. But there's no need to change this. And if you did want to change this, um, my suggestion would be to do this once they're all set up in their new sleep space. It's likely a you might not need to do it. it comes back to always getting to where you want to be with the path of least resistance. But you might also um, find it easier, not easy, but easier once they're all set up. Um, I like make, I, if it hasn't come across, I'm a big fan of taking a really hairy, scary goal and stepping it down into more manageable chunks. And then the other thing would be to think about if you, if you, whilst we're talking about bedtime routine and settling to sleep, two things here. <coughs> One, when, <coughs> excuse me, when you are, doing your bedtime routine and settling them to sleep. In the beginning, change is strange. It is likely that they are going to take much longer to go through the bedtime routine and fall asleep. They're going to want to explore the new room. They're going to be easily distracted because it's somewhere new. And again, this is all part of the process. And my suggestion would be to give yourselves the time. The other thing is, as I said before, I wouldn't worry too much about the whole bedtime boundaries thing yet. But if you do make that transition and you find that the nights are really super unsettled. So you've got, say, for example, <clears throat> you've got them in their new um, bed, wherever that their new sleep space, their new bed or cot, wherever that might be. And you've given it plenty of time, at least seven to 10 days. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day. Neither of sleep changes. Give yourself that time to do it. But if you still feel that the nights are really super unsettled, it might be worth having a think about your bedtime boundaries and working on that. And again, I would go really super slowly. Um, and um, this is more for if they have um, fallen asleep, you've, they've fallen asleep on you and then you've transferred them to the cot. We, I mentioned this before, you might then need to come back and have a look at bedtime boundaries. And again, I'll put some resources in the show notes for you. Uh, the next thing to think about is take the time to settle them to sleep at bedtime in their new bed. I think I've already covered this actually with the whole routine and settling to sleep. But I think I just wanted to mention this again, that it is going to take time. Like, again, they're all really different. The smalls are all very different. For some, you might make that, you might swap the sleep space over and they'll fall asleep in exactly the same amount of time, where for some, it could really, it could take much, much longer. Um, and that is all part of the process. Um, it is likely to get quicker the more times you do it. Um, and if you have done it for more than, if you stuck to it for like five or seven days and it isn't getting any quicker, it might be time to think about a timing tweak. Does bedtime actually needed to be um, moved a little bit earlier or later? And then I think this is the last one. Oh no, I've got two more things to go through. And then when they wake up at night time, the key is to settle them back to sleep in their new bed. Um, and again, time, 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 time comes up time again in my approach. 
when again they're all really different for some you might not notice any difference to their wake-ups they might wake up and you'll be able to settle them quickly back to sleep where for some it it might take much longer and again it's normal to worry because it is tough and tiring making changes that they're getting overtired um they're going to be too tired tomorrow you're tired it's not working but again all part of the process and it is likely to get quicker with time and that trade-off of taking that time of being so hard to show self-compassion but being patient and kind to ourselves so when they wake up stay with them um and the first step really is to put in that boundary is that you will stay with them you'll support them make eye contact um all the support that they need but they're going to go back to sleep in their bed. And in the beginning, it's going to take more time. There might even be some upset from you both, but the key is consistency and repetition, and it does usually settle. If they have moved into their own bedroom, you might want to spend the few nights next to them. Um, it's. I think I've mentioned this before, and I, I really don't like repeating myself, but I think it, it is applicable here to talk about this. So if you have gone into, um, they've gone into their own bedroom and it feels like a big change, it is okay to spend the first few nights with them and then gradually retreat yourself just to see how, A, it gives them confidence that you're there and it can help, having um, parental presence can help with the big changes, but also helps you get more confident that yes they aren't going to wake up loads or they're going to be okay so if you need to do that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all and if once you've done that whenever you feel comfortable all you would try to do then is then um when they wake up at night time try to stick to my usual steps which are when they wake up at night time breathe ask yourself what are they trying to communicate to me if they are awake in there but they're emotionally easy they're not upset my suggestion would be to give them a little bit of practice and patience to fall back to sleep if they get upset um they're emotionally easy they're asking for you especially in the beginning my suggestion would be to get in there sooner rather than later go into them and begin to roll up your response and what this looks like is you'd go in calmly because they borrow our calm so the calmer we are in theory the calmer they're going to be um, make eye contact if you can say a little sleepy sentence you're okay I'm here you're safe at sleepy time try and resettle them back in their bed with a with a hand or a parrot and if that doesn't work cuddle up close or get right if they're in the cot right up next to them and then take that time to get them back to sleep if they're still feeding I don't, oh gosh I hate that word still and I've just been talking about that on a webinar this morning I don't mean oh my goodness they're still feeding I mean but if they are still having a feed in this context um, it's absolutely okay to feed them all the way back to sleep on their new bed or on you and then transfer them back down um but yeah, it is all about taking that, giving yourselves that time to settle them back to sleep. And in the beginning, that time might take much longer. But again, it is usually really temporary. And then the last one, which, oh, I've already talked about this, actually. I've done I've done two in one there. So it's totally normal. I can't stress this enough, actually, that it might take longer to settle at bedtime and wake up. But this time is usually temporary. And again, I call it Amazon Prime Patience, where, <laughs> um, and I do this myself, where I'm making a change and I'm like, it's, I do it once or twice. I'm like, it's not working. I'm going to stop. I'm going to park it. It's clearly not working. But big changes take time. And I think if you've decided to go for it and make this transition, I would give it at least seven to 10 days to decide whether <clears throat> it is working for you or not. And my parting piece of advice for you 
is that again it comes back to lots of approaches are really go hard or go home and if if you make a change that's it there's no going back they can't come back into your bed or you can't go back to what you're doing before absolute bed baloney on this if you my whole approach if something isn't working for you we can try something else and if that doesn't work if we've given it the time it's not working for you it is okay to go back to what you were doing before it's not giving in it's not undoing anything it just didn't work in that moment and absolutely keeping it real that can bring up lots of emotions it's usually um those diswords like discouraging, disappointing, disheartening that it hasn't worked right now. But just because it hasn't worked right now, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's never going to work. And it could simply be that there was some, your little one was unwell, or there was something else going on for them, or it wasn't the, the best time for you to put those changes in because there's other stuff going on. So if it doesn't work right now, honestly, please don't feel that that's it. It's you're undoing everything by going back to reverting, let's say reverting to what you were doing before. Um, and this happens all the time in practice with families that I'm supporting. They'll try it. It hasn't worked at that time. We park it for two, three, four, five, six weeks, two months. Whenever you feel ready again, try again. Nine times out of 10, it's a smoother transition for everybody. But I have finished. I really, really enjoyed that. I got into my flow there and I really hope you enjoyed it too. I hope, as always, you find you found it reassuring and useful and I really hope it's given you a starting point or at least some things to think about before making this big transition. If you do have any questions for me, I am live, still live most Mondays at 11am on Instagram and 10.30 on my Facebook pages so you can always come and ask questions there. I have lots of one to, my, to be honest, this um, transitioning away from co-sleeping isn't covered in my courses you can absolutely put all the ideas and suggestions that are in my e-courses in place whilst co-sleeping but to be honest it doesn't really tackle um, moving this transition um, but if you are looking for some support on co-sleeping I also offer one-to-one um, calls as well and yeah I'll put all this um, all the further resources in the guidelines for you oh before I go um, and I should have mentioned this at the beginning if you are co-sleeping with your small it's really important to um, follow safer sleep guidelines um, and I follow the guidelines at the Lullaby Trust which I will put in the show notes for you and if you enjoyed this podcast which I really hope you did please 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 feel free to share it rate it leave me a review or subscribe and hopefully see you next time bye
Thank you so much for listening to me, your host, Kerry Secker, on the Carry Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found this podcast episode reassuring, informative, but most importantly, it helps you and your small to a more settled night's sleep the caring way. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below, leave me some feedback or share it with a parent pal. I love hearing that you love listening. My next podcast episode will be available in two weeks time. But if you really can't wait that long, please come and find me over on Instagram at Care Out Sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak about sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity. Until next time.